I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters. I'm sorry, I don't speak Japanese. What are we driving? Welcome back to the Fast Five Minute Podcast, a show with two good friends, a movie, five minutes of it, and a lot of fun to be had. Um, we got a big episode this week where we are watching a uh, minute 40 to 45 of the classic movie, The Fast and the Furious, colon, Tokyo Drift. My name is Stone, uh, and the co-host is also here, and his name is Gard. Gard, how are you doing today? Um, doing great today. Can't complain at all, you know, going to trivia night tonight, so that's exciting. Hell yeah. Overall good vibes over here, Stone. That's what I like to hear. It's <laughs> what I want to hear. I need to hear it, Guard. And I'm happy for you. Um, well, off the top, Guard, do you have anything? Because you know I got something. Uh, only an ad today for me. Oh, and before we get into it, I've been bad about this. Go uh, follow us on social media. On Instagram and Twitter, we post every week a silly photo reminding you to listen to the podcast. You guys won't. And sometimes we post other things. I bet you won't do it, everyone. I bet you won't. Uh, uh, Tell them what it is, Guard. It's the Fast Five Pod. Make sure you put the the at the beginning and make sure you use the number five. The number five in there. All right. Very important. Also, send us an email if you want. We'll read them. Yes, same place, same time. (laughs) Same time. (laughs) Well, Guard, uh, tell us how we're paying the bills today. This week is brought to you by those weird extra death fly killers. (laughs) Want to kill a fly? can you say that one more time? (laughs) Those weird extra death fly killers. Okay, gotcha. Want to kill a fly, but smashing, (laughs) smashing it just isn't enough? Have an urge to electrify it or blow it up with salt for some reason? Try those weird extra death fly killers. Yeah, I was very confused at the start. I should have just listened to the ad. I knew exactly where you were going with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you said a lot of words at the front, and my brain could not figure out where you're going, but I'm glad uh, we got those two to sponsor us and any others that might happen to fit the category. <laughs> of anyone who willing to give us money is the category. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, great guard. That was a great sponsor. Thanks, Stone. Um, do you want to get into F one two three? I would love to. Yeah, I'm actually dying to. Great thing number one. Did you place a bet this week, guard, or did you forget again? I placed a bet on the Indy five hundred. Stone, we spoke about this. You didn't place one on the F one race. That's correct. I thought, I thought the Indy car was makeup for missing the bet last time, not... Anyways, guard, who did you pick for the Indy 500? Well, Stone, I picked... Uh, boy, uh, I'm going to have to look up his name. I cannot remember it uh, guard. off the top of my head. He's Japanese, if you know the Indy racers. Oh, I do. He's a friend of the show, mm-hmm. a potential listener, Chad. Well, uh, <laughs> yes, Chad helped me. So, yes, yeah, shout out Chad. He <laughs> did help me pick out this person. Because However, I know Chad is a fan of this fella. Yes, so. the racer is not Chad. <laughs> you didn't You didn't bet on our friend Chad to no, win? No, 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 no. That was not the case. 
But yes, Chad uh, is friends with this guy. Uh, he's a cool guy. He won Takuma recently. Sato. There we go. Yeah. Takuma cool Sato. He guard. Uh, I hate to spoil this for you. He didn't win. Oh, I know. He got 25th out of 33. Jesus, that is not great. Um, that isn't, but he finished. A uh, lap yeah, down, he beat but he several, finished a lap down. Beat several people who uh, didn't finish the race, so that's good for him, I guess. <laughs> um, what were the odds on him? How much did you put, and how much would have you won? I bet $1, and I believe they were plus 10,000 odds. I think it was 1 to win 100, I want to say. 1 to win 100. Dang it, you could we could have been rolling in it, but... Uh, could have. Shoot. Oh, golly geez. You should have picked Marcus Erickson, the guy who won, a guy I definitely know. Yeah, apparently I should have. I believe he's Norwegian? Um, um, okay, yeah. I'll believe you. Well, good try on that bat, bet. Uh, better luck next time. And, <laughs> Thanks. And uh, on to thing two, um, which is the fun fact, because we were in Monaco for F1 while the Indianapolis 500 was in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. But yeah, F1 that, was in Monaco. That makes sense. And Monaco is the second smallest country in the world behind the Vatican City. Mm-hmm. So I've heard. So it's a very small place. It is uh, 0.78 square miles, so not even one square mile. And it uh, holds an F1 race, and it has been doing so since 1929. Pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I was thinking about this, Guard, just how wild this fucking is, because it only the entire country has a population of 38,000 people, and you're all within a square mile of each other. So it's like a fairly small town, big town, small city. Mm-hmm. And then they just have a, uh, the fastest race cars rip around their streets once a year, almost every year uh, of your life growing up there. How fucking insane. <laughs> I mean, it'd be pretty awesome, right? Like, I assume, it isn't, um, doesn't Monaco have like one of the highest, uh, like average incomes on earth for its citizens? Yeah, it's wealthy. It's um it's like also there's a bunch of gambling and like so it has a pretty good GDP for being, you know, <laughs> only 38,000 people. It has the population density of about New York City, so wow. It's it's wild to think that once it, growing up there, you're a 12-year-old and you just think, "Oh, here comes the world's fastest race cars again for the 12th time again. in my life." Here they are. Like, again. do you get bored at that point? Like, are you over it? Do you hate it? Is it always fun? Um hmm. If you're from Monaco, right in. <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh I would absolutely love to hear uh someone from Monaco speaking, write in. Speaking of someone from Monaco, uh Charles Leclerc, who is Ferrari's driver who's was winning the world championship at a point mm-hmm. uh, from Monaco. Oh, sure. So that's not the most race car thing ever. I don't know what it is. Good guy. Um, that's not Pretty the third cool, thing. Or... That was just a that was just a quick hot fact for you. Okay, sure. Uh, thing number three. Yes. Um, Sergio Perez won in very exciting fashion. It was only his third win ever. He is Max Verstappen's teammate on Red Bull. Um and everyone's cheering for him all the time because he's a lovely person and fun to watch and 
really taking advantage of being at Red Bull because he's winning. Leclerc shit like is the Monaco or, or Grand Verstappen Prix. is. Uh, this is neither of those. This is Max's teammate, Sergio Perez, also Sergio known as Sergio Perez, gotcha. Yes. Okay. And this is the I'm first Mexican board. to ever win uh, the Indy, or the Indy 500, to win the Monaco Grand Prix. So, cool. Cool. Yeah, shout out. Also, um, I watched the first 20 laps and the last 20 laps of the IndyCar race because it's three hours long and I had things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The person who got second place is someone uh, named Pato Award, and he is also Mexican, and he would have been the first Mexican to win the Indy 500, but he got second, just lost out. So pretty big day for Mexico <laughs> if you're into motorsports. Mm-hmm. Um, my good friend Manuel uh, was born in Mexico. Uh, parents born in Mexico, um, but he's a big Mexican race fan. So big day for him. Okay, yeah, and he's also Let's, into F one. You're telling me he, he is. He he got into F one, and then I got into F one, and then he's my one friend that I talk uh, F one things about. We share. He was in F one before you were. Yes, yes. So I think it's he his got. Fault. I think it just got in like a year before me. So it is his fault. Um, Okay, direct well, all hate at yeah well, if you got if you have the show really email person. address i'd love to uh, have a couple <laughs> words with him about um that. well guard he's re- he's really nice so pre- maybe don't mean mean to him well i i just need to talk to him about um you know his certain... life choices and how he's affected your life yeah exactly <laughs> um well guard that's all three of my things and that's all i have off the top I'm going to write an email from the official uh, podcast <laughs> account, as a matter of fact. Oh, no. <laughs> but guard. Yeah, Stone. Should we talk about this five minutes? Because we got a fucking weird one. Uh, Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what we're here for, right? Yeah, I guess it is. Uh, would you like to tell the audience how this wacky and wild five minutes uh, begins or ends? I will take, let's see, what, let me read my notes. Uh, I'll take ends because it's more exciting. Um, it begins with uh, one of the worst lies I've ever heard. Yeah, fair enough. That's I also wrote down something similar in my notes. <laughs> uh, by the way, welcome new listeners. Uh, if you're still around from our surge uh, in listenership <laughs> recently, this is the whole thing. I, I don't know else how else to put it. Should we talk, I explain we the surge? And then we come. Should well, I yeah, explain? I need you to explain the surge because I also need explanation of our title today, Stone. Okay, here, okay. Audience, here's a peek behind the We're curtains. Pulling the when curtain we back. Named, when we named the episode uh, uh, Tokyo Drift, in parentheses, the Fast and the Furious, colon, the song, we tricked a bunch of people <laughs> into listening to the first minute and a half of our podcast um, and being confused because they were looking for the song by the Teriyaki Boys. <laughs> but we tricked them into coming to our podcast. But Stone has now felt dirty about it, it would seem. Well, I looked at the analytics guard because audience, we were trying to continue that <laughs> that tricking of the mass masses to get more listeners to the podcast. Mm-hmm. But I looked at the analytics and... Um, I think just because that one was one for one, how the song shows up places. Oh, it was the exact title was, of the song. Yeah, yeah. Tokyo Drift colon or in parentheses Fast and Furious is the exact title of the song. 
So, so people were looking for that. With naming them Tokyo Drift is irrelevant, is what you're saying. It is irrelevant because I think uh, it has to be specific. So I named one. So maybe Tokyo name Drift. them all just that going forward. Maybe just <laughs> maybe just find the top Google search for the day and just name it that, whatever the day is. Hey, I think that's a hell of an idea, man. Just name it the I number it one song title on whatever Spotify <laughs> is that day. Um, that seems like an impending lawsuit, so. Yeah, we've 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 done that once, and I think we can get away with the one we did. Okay, cool, gotcha. Um, <clears throat> um where were we? Oh yeah, uh, Sean. Wait, did you say your thing? Oh yeah, oh, the man. episode ends with a really weird club inception. <laughs> Clubception, some might call it. Many would, yeah, definitely. Clubception, that's a good one. Um. Well, we pick up where we left off last week, where Sean is at a phone, a very green phone, and he's calling his dad. Mm-hmm. We thought he might have been calling his mom to check in. The mystery. Let, let her know that he made it safe. Hey, mom, I'm in Japan for the third day without you having heard from me on screen. Nope. Yeah, we live in a time where uh, <laughs> cell phones don't exist, so this is the only way you can know that I made it. And I'm just getting that to you now. Sorry. Turns out Oops. that's not what he was doing. He still has not, for all we know, contacted his mother. No, she's worried sick. Poor gal. <laughs> no um, doubt. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no doubt. doubt about that. Um, he was calling his dad to explain why he wasn't home. Uh, yes. His explanation was uh, he is doing a little after school activity. A little extracurriculars. So I will be gone um, all hours of the night, apparently. I'll be back late, late into the night because I'm doing after-school extracurricular activities. Keep in mind, uh, everyone, that this is the same day. I mean, Sean has already been gone from school for quite some time. He's calling what around what I would assume is 7 or 8 p.m. at night. It's dark his, out, yeah. To let his dad know he's doing some... After school activities, he's already been uh, thrown out of a massage parlor by an extremely large gentleman. Yeah, he's read already gone on quite the adventure. He went into a casino. He got kicked out of the casino. He found a green phone. Um, he's out of a heck of a day, and he's just now. He's letting been out his of school know. for fair to say at least two hours, I would think. Also, um, he doesn't speak Japanese. Uh, what extracurricular activities could he even be doing? What could he be a part of at this point? Chess club. Is he in the chess club? <laughs> Universal. That's right. It's, wow, we both went to the exact same spot. It's a stone. it's a language that uh, we independently borders. just had that idea. I think that is a fun thought because I like to see when I play on chess.com. I'm like I'm playing someone that I don't know. Uh, anything about their country of origin or what language they even speak, but but they're kicking my ass in we chess. We can still play chess together. Yeah, I can still feel bad when they kick my ass in chess. You haven't accepted cool. my three day chess uh, match request yet, by the way, Stone. Just <clears throat> just throwing that out there. Oh, okay. I'll have to get on that. Mm-hmm. Uh. Hey, anyone out there that wants to play me, uh, <laughs> my username is Slagathor4489. <laughs> Can you say that one more time for the audience in the back? Yes, it's Slagathor4489. <laughs> Up to you to try to find me. Great. Um, also, Awful Lie by Sean. Yes. Super unconvincing. Very, I'm doing a non-generic activity after school. Sorry, I'll be home later. 
the night after you got in trouble for racing cars. Yeah, did, by see, the way, I think it was a voicemail, a burning right? Clutch. Or uh, an answering mach- machine situation. Has to be, yeah. I would think. So where um, the heck's his dad at? Probably getting laid. Yeah, probably uh, spending money it's, to get it's laid. His dad's out, out, out of the strip, have to guess. for sure. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Yeah, I mean. By himself, too. His dad's not like a great guy. <laughs> No, he seems like the alone at a strip club kind of dude. For sure. Um, <laughs> um, and then up walks the cute girl from class, guard. Yeah. What is her name? Her name <laughs> is... I have it right here in front of me. I'm testing you. Miranda. It's Neela. Neela. N- I was so close. N-E-E-L-A, Neela. Ignore this typing um, sound. It's not me looking up cast. <laughs> they have a weird conversation... Um, where Sean asks to raise her boyfriend again, and she's like, "Dude, you don't know what you're doing. You're just a s- idiot." Well, she's also and like, then, "Um, Sean's like, what? You think uh, I don't know what's going? You think I don't know what's going on around here just because I'm an outsider?" It's like, "Yeah, dude, that's exactly yeah, dude. <laughs> why she thinks that. Of course." That's exactly what's going through her mind. You've been in Japan for two days. You like, have no, no clue shit. what's you happening. You don't know what's going you on yet, Sean. speak the language. You fuck, dude. God, this guy's such a dork, man. He is the biggest dork. And then he goes, uh, she's like, you don't know me. And he's like, actually, I do know you. And then he rattles off some weird <laughs> some spiel about her. Shit. Her also being an army brat who's mad at the world, which is just what he is. He's yeah, just he literally regurgitating just, yes. his own... <laughs> He he spouts off the, the most insanely specific thing. He's like, let me guess, you're an army brat, bounced around base to base, don't have a good relationship. Like, I, just this crazy You have dad line. problems? Yeah, just spews out this, just exactly what he is, so on the nose. Like, so much so that I laughed, because it's so dumb. And in my head, I'm thinking like, oh god, he's gonna, this is a movie, so he just guessed the craziest specific thing, and he's gonna be right, and she's gonna have a touching moment. I was so pleasantly surprised to hear her go, <laughs> no, <laughs> way off, a- dude. Absolutely wrong, and then she calls him cowboy, which is a much better insult than calling someone Justin Timberlake, by the way. Oh yeah, she says, oh for one, cowboy. Cowboy, To be clear, I'm, I'm pro-cowboy. But Sean is not a real cowboy, so it's a funny insult. Um, being the one weird white guy in Japan and calling him cowboy is pretty funny. Um, and then Han has a great zinger. It's a really good line where he says, uh, why don't you just go for a nice Japanese girls like the rest of the white guys around here? Good joke. That's a funny joke. Yeah. Why doesn't he um... just go for a Japanese girl? Why does he have to try to date the girlfriend of the bad guy? <laughs> well, not, I mean, I would say, uh, I mean, yeah, Han had a funny joke or whatever, but I would say race aside, why is he dating the one uh, girl that's like dating the villain of the show? Date any, try to date anyone yeah. else that, that doesn't else. have a boyfriend. I mean, I get that he's being portrayed as the hero and it's uh, super cool to steal away the girl or it whatever. It is pretty but cool. I'm just saying, IRL, if I go to another country, uh, it's not me specifically, but if you go to another country, don't try to date someone that's already dating someone. Uh, also, 
Um, you know, you currently at this moment think he is a part of the mob, so lots of bad ideas, lots of bad choices. Uh, who of who you're trying to court at this time? Yeah. Um, but also that's kind of just a thing with the guys in these movies, you know? They're always going after the ones they shouldn't. Brian went for the sister of the bad guy while he was an undercover cop. It's kind of a, it's as much of this movie is about dumb dudes going after the wrong girl as it is about cars, honestly at this point. I'd say it's um, more about that. It might be more about that. Yeah, you're right. It's the racing it's pushing more towards has that. like no consequences ever. Yeah. Um so really Sean is just following in the footsteps of the ones that came before him, which I A guess lineage. is admirable. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Some to strive for. Um, then we got some uh plot drop in the car, some driving and talking where So just a Sean... quick really quick background. Um the reason that Sean was out here talking to this girl is because Han has been inside talking to the Drift King, DK, <laughs> and his DK lackey. Himself. His lackey that's not good at Japanese accents. They've all been having a meeting together and a we're not a business meeting. And we're not sure about what, but Sean was sent out. Han has now walked out and reunited with Sean in the car they're driving around. Yeah, Sean asks if he's okay. He says, I thought DK was Yakuza, where Han's like, he's not fucking Yakuza. Are you kidding, you idiot? His uncle is Yakuza. <laughs> right, so, yeah. Uh, we've all been led to believe that Han, or excuse me, DK is Yakuza. Not the case. He's Yakuza adjacent. He's a Yakuza adjacent. Um, and also, Han is pretty hyped about this, and it seems like Han's using DK for his own nefarious uh, means. It does, but in a confusing way, or maybe it was just confusing to me. So let's let's brainstorm this one out for a minute. Okay, let's 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 uh, put our brains together. So Han's uh, scheme that he has going on is he presumably buys and sells car parts. I think right. I don't know if we know yet. We know that he has shipments coming in and out of somewhere. <laughs> okay, he has shipments of something, presumably yes. stolen items, or uh, he's gotten... I can only imagine. Uh, something illegal is going on, because why else would the Yakuza be involved, I guess, is what I'm getting at. But He's not trying to start a legal business with all the proper tax filings, no. <laughs> right. So Han says the Yakuza run this city. They have their fingers in in every pie you have to give him a cut he goes yeah, so far he, as to say quote why have 100 percent of i'm sorry i wrote it down 50 percent of something is better than 100 percent of nothing end quote so wise he, words so he's excited that the yakuza is there now this is where the logic crumbles for me that i don't really get. okay okay let's see if we can storm about it why if the yakuza take something he is right that it's that something is better than 100% of nothing 100% of uh something though is better than 50% of something so wouldn't he be excited if the yakuza was was gone or if the uncle like didn't charge him maybe because he was friends with his nephew that would make sense I... to me but why is he excited that the yakuza is there taking from his profits 
my thought is the Yakuza are everywhere, so you either work with them or you don't do crime in their turf. But because he has an in with the Yakuza through DK and his uncle, he is permitted to do whatever crimes he's doing as long as he gives a cut to the Yakuza uh, mob boss of the region. I see. All right. So, so he he's allowed to do he's allowed to do little crimes under the yakuza, and they don't <laughs> like fuck he, with him. As long as you give him the cut. As long as, as he gives him a to cut. No crime at all. As long as yeah, and then he's doing crime in an area where he knows that like only people that are in with yakuza are doing crime. You know. <clears throat> I see. I see. Okay. You're doing fair crime enough. in a pretty safe area if the people you're like you're working with are the Yakuza, even if you are just paying them half of what you get. Okay, fair enough. I'm on board because with that. Because if he didn't have the in, they wouldn't allow him They'd to do whatever <laughs> nondescript crimes he is okay. doing. they okay. push him out. Yeah, fair him. enough, fair enough. I'm do back on, I'll give the Yakuza movie that things. one. If, <laughs> if a mob boss in um, the United States puts cinder blocks to someone's feet and throws them in water to kill them. How do you think um, a Yakuza member <laughs> offs the competition? Is, is it samurai swords? Is it something cool like that? Or or is is concrete blocks on the yeah. feet? <laughs> this, it's a yeah, universal. universal. Yeah. Kind of like chess. <laughs> no, I like to think... Um... Now, there's no way they don't have more flair than that because that there's that's a flareless kill. It's I would efficient. like to think they have... Um wine of some kind that a snake maybe comes out of that sounds badass <laughs> something overly elaborate and absolutely bizarre well especially for this movie you know like a pretty elaborate crazy crime would be pretty satisfying for me yeah yeah that makes sense um i mean in the last movie to, we saw you try to uh have a rat chew through See, a human is, being so that is true is it is it better or worse than the rat bucket method which is a Miami That's classic. a staple in, in Miami. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, soon to be found <laughs> out, hopefully, is all I can say there. Um, I might have to do some Yakuza research. Anyways, uh, uh, we're in a car. We're with Han. We're talking stuff. He tells us he's doing crimes under the Yakuza. <laughs> doing crime and not doing the time. <laughs> exactly. Um, then Han has a weird, <laughs> a weird conversation with Sean about racing, just like in general, mm-hmm. where, where he's like, you should race DK. And Han's like, I only race for important things. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you mean you only race for important things? I mean, I guess that makes sense. He doesn't want to. Kind uh, of. I, I, be, I, be overly reckless. He'll only race for his honor, not for the fun of it. I guess, I don't know. man. I don't. Know. I guess that's admirable. Yeah, I. I mean, I guess, dude. I don't know. That's like saying, "Hey, guard won't get in a fist fight for fun at the bars, but he'll throw hands if for something important." But he also, I mean, it's kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> kind of the same thing. But it's like at the same time, it's like what what is important then? I mean, what uh... and what is so important that is also determined by a race? I mean, I guess racing over the love of your life, like we've already seen in this movie, is pretty important. But at the same time, I mean, does he count? Uh, I mean, what's he, I guess what's his definition of important? <laughs> to like, is ten grand important enough to race for Han? That's a good. That's a good question. What is important? Is enough money then important? 
Or is money never important? Wow. That, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's a lot to grapple with, no doubt. Guard, what is, where's your threshold? Uh, tell me something that's right on the edge of important enough to race for and not important enough to race for. Hmm. <laughs> what <laughs> defines that line for you? That's a tough one there, yeah. Um, are we assuming I'm good at racing in this scenario? <laughs> I'm. Let's assume that you... Uh, are as good at racing as any protagonist has been in these movies. <laughs> oh, so I'm fucking shitty at racing. You're you're uh so you're I'm slightly really, really over bad, bad at racing. You're mediocre at best. Okay. Probably about what you're at now. <laughs> no offense to you, just you know, haven't um, been in many races lately. I'm sure. <laughs> then then nothing at all. I would I wouldn't race for anything because I'd be for sure a loser. I would definitely lose the race. See, oh, but okay. So here's my thought. I would race if it was life and death. You know, if they said I'm gonna kill this person unless you beat me in a street race. Mm. See, that's when I'd race. That's mm. where my line is. Okay. That's where my important line is. But like ten grand, I'd say no because I'd lose. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Someone had an elaborate trap with one of my loved ones <laughs> in it, and they said the only way to get them out is to beat me in a street race. That's where my line is. And I like to think Han is somewhere around there as well. <laughs> yeah, I think so. so I, I think you're right. But he, he might race for, I don't know, 100 grand. <laughs> I think he'd race for a lot less, if I'm being honest. I think he's kind of full of shit, man. You think he's full of shit on his important talk? Yeah, it's a pretty, I do. It's a pretty, uh, he's, there's some conviction in his voice. I think he's he full of shit, man. He kind of scoffs at the idea I really of do. Okay, well... Will I bet Han races at one point and we'll know exactly what's important to him. I agree there. Yeah, that's that's certainly true. And if we and if he doesn't race and we don't get to see what's important for him, oh, I'm gonna be fucking mad, dude. I think he will race, but I think I'm gonna be like, I think it's gonna be pretty low key what's important to him. <laughs> it's gonna be a vague importance. Yeah, like family, just in the general sense. I think so. Honest to God, I mean, uh. I think he's kind of full of shit, if I'm being honest with you. Okay. All right. Um, I hate to call Han out like that, but that just seems to be the case to me. Um, this is a there's this is a dense episode because a lot of weird stuff is just said. Uh, yeah. During the span of this five minutes. And another weird line is Sean asks Han, well, why do you let me drive then if you are have such strong convictions about driving? And he says, because you were DK's kryptonite. Guard, what the fuck does that Dude, mean? Dude, I have no fucking idea what that means. What? I, I mean, so... I, Dude, I can't even logic it out. It, it makes no fucking sense to me. Okay, let's start at the beginning. Yeah. What he's saying here is Sean is the worst possible thing for the Drift King. Correct. Sean being... A shitty driver a that really doesn't know driver. what drifting is. A that's a kind of an bad asshole. Race car driver. Uh, a bit of an asshole. Mm -hmm. uh, full of himself. Mm -hmm. Not definitely. smart. True. Um, troublemaker. Uh, True. Hates authority. Yep. And that is the worst thing for the nephew of a Yakuza member who is so good at drifting, he's known as the Drift King DK. What the fuck does that <clears> mean? <throat> That one doesn't track for me, I gotta tell you. Do you have any guesses? Dude, no, I have no clue. What he, I mean, the only thing maybe that would make sense is... 
he's like um he can get in his head because he's like the antithesis of the drift king like he's kind of laid back whereas the drift king is uh not laid back he's uptight so maybe Sean can <laughs> relax enough uh to get in his head and steal his his girl or something. I have no you idea. You got to be relaxed to drift. If I know one thing about the drifting, it's that you got to be cool and relaxed. That's a common component of drifting is being relaxed. Yeah. Um yeah, they they never told us why or for what reason and then that's where that conversation ends. Mm-hmm. He just says that and like Sean kind of looks over at him. <laughs> mm-hmm. No further explanation. Sean has Sean's not curious in the slightest what he meant by that. He's, he just goes, "Okay, yeah, you're right." Okay, dr- okay, oh sure, drift king. Oh, I am I am like his kryptonite. Mhm. I'm his that worst totally fucking nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's so full of himself. He's like, "Of course I am. I'm everyone's kryptonite." Mhm. Um but then they get distracted because a uh Nissan GTR drives past him real fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Sean looks over at Han. Han gives him a little nod. Then Sean hits the fucking <laughs> NOS time, button baby. in someone else's car <laughs> on a public Japanese road as if he hasn't gotten in enough trouble in the fucking four days we've watched of him. Hey, listen, Stone. When it's racing time, it's racing time, brother. <laughs> Dude, when someone goes past you faster, you have to beat them. I don't know if you know anything about racing, guard. That's a law of, of racing, so. Oh, dude, speaking of racing, I forgot to bring this up. Um, the Focus is is has a bit of a boo-boo. Uh-oh. <laughs> I was going to bring this up at the beginning, but so much has happened. Um, guard, I had a check engine light on today. Ah, I saw that, Stone. Did you uh, manage yeah. to see what the the issue was? <laughs> Well, uh, I noticed right away that something wasn't wrong when I got to like the first stoplight out of something my house. Wasn't Probably wrong or something wasn't right, or something was wrong. <laughs> I see. And uh, that thing being something wasn't not wrong. Okay, yeah. And that thing was uh, there was a bit of a rumble. It was a bit rumbly running, uh, and I thought, hmm, that seems it's not normally like not that. Good. Huh? And then I took another couple turns, and I'm like, mm, it feels like I don't have much power. And then sure enough, halfway to work, uh, my check engine light came on. Hmm. Um, so you were I took driving it to the banana to work. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did all last week, and it was driving great. Hmm. Okay. And then this <laughs> week, or this first day of the work week, uh, check engine light. Um, a cylinder is misfiring. I suspected that. And then I took it to an O'Reilly's where the uh, nice older gentleman told me that a cylinder was misfiring. Thank you. Um, so I got some spark plugs, and I hope that fixes it. Uh, guard, I washed the car over the weekend, and I cleaned the engine bay. I think I might have got a little bit of water in some of the spark plugs. Uh-oh. Just fucked it up a little bit. This was so, a, guard, a fault of your own making? It was a fault of my own making. I changed every fluid in that. I was under the car. I was taking fluid out. I was putting fluid in. I took the whole brake assembly off. I cleaned those. All of that went swimmingly, guard. And then I decide to wash my engine bay, and I get a check engine light. Fuck me, man. (laughs) That's tough, brother. 
So, uh, you live and you learn. the old banana slugs, uh, feeling a little rough, but uh, I got some new, some new shiny spark plugs. I'm gonna pop those in sure. <laughs> after the old podcast, and uh, oh, tonight. Hope that fixes the problem. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, best of luck to you. I I also hope that fixes the problem because um, I don't know if you remember this, but I need that car to get to your wedding. You do need that. You, this car is crucial for my wedding and you getting to my wedding specifically. Um, if it's not that, I'm going to change the ignition coil. And if it's not that, I'm going to change the ignition wires. And if it's not that, I don't know what else it could be. <laughs> At and what I might point, be having a um, bad time. How do I phrase this? Uh, mm-hmm. At what point does a classically trained mechanic get called? Maybe after that, and I do some more research. <laughs> after I can that, do all of those things before the wedding. Yes, yes. Um, it should be that. Um, I don't see why it wouldn't be that. And spark plugs are a thing I needed to do anyways. I don't know when the last time these spark plugs were changed. It could have been a hundred thousand miles ago, for all I know. And maybe just a little bit of water uh, offed one of them. So it could be a simple fix. Oh, here's to hoping it is. Well, Anyways. I was already terrified to ride in that vehicle, and now I am more so. So that's great for me. Well, don't worry. It's going to have fresh new spark plugs, so you know that won't be a perfect. problem. Yeah, perfect. That's great. Um, He races a GTR. Sean sees the GTR. He hits the NOS. He drives past it. Uh-oh. There's a cop. Who uh, could have seen yes, that Yes, there sure is. And before... No, excuse me. Directly after they pass the cop, Sean's pretty scared because uh, he's going extremely fast with the use of NOS. Um, he's on thin ice, and he just broke a law in front of the police in a country he's not a citizen of. In a car. In a car that isn't his. By the way, um, what are the chances Sean took the steps needed to obtain an international driving license? He's been there for two days. There's no way, dude. There is no now he way. Could he have, he could have before mom. the trip. I got mine before I left the country. Do, do you think that he did anything before the trip? No. He no, threw I don't. Every, I absolutely don't. He threw every t-shirt and pair of blue jeans he had into a duffel bag, grabbed his guitar, and <laughs> went to the airport. Needless to say, one it. way or the other, Sean's in a pretty horrific way if he gets pulled over here. He's going no, lucky uh, for him. 197 kilometers per hour or 122 miles per hour. I'm glad you did your math correctly. Uh, that's the numbers I also got. <laughs> Excellent. Rather rather quickly. He's, uh, he's speeding uh, badly. Now, <clears throat> an interesting line and scenario unfolds before us after he passes these police officers. Yes. Apparently, according to Han... The uh, Japanese police uh, don't make their cars fast enough to catch anyone going over 180 kilometers per hour, uh, so they don't try. 180 kilometers an hour is 112 miles per. Yes, that is what he says. Do you find it believable, Stone? I did some research here, by the way, that I'm going to come in with (laughs) in a few. Do you find it believable that a police car wouldn't be made factory settings to go over uh, 110 miles per hour. Um, Here's my thought on it, guard. Mm -hmm. And 
I also did a little research, and by a little research, I found one Reddit post from three years ago. I found the same. I also found a Quora post um, and a news article. My my Reddit from three years ago is from Maris Farp. Shout out. <laughs> and it says cops aren't supposed to get in high-speed chases anyways. They're pointlessly dangerous. A specific cop doesn't need to catch you since there's cops wherever you're going to. And that also just seems very Japanese. So I thought, all right, Maris Farp has never lied to me before. So I'm going to take what he says as the truth. I believe that to be the case as well, um, cool. especially nowadays with cameras. It's very easy to just get the license plate mm-hmm. and then go knock on their door later. Uh, and it is less harm overall. I am fairly confident that it is true in the United States that police officers aren't supposed to engage in long, drawn-out, high-speed chases anymore uh, if they have alternate means of catching this person. Of course, I don't know what specific circumstances they do get in a chase and do not, uh, if it depends on the severity of what's going on or what kind of damage is being done on the chase. Certainly a question for Officer Doug. uh, If he's listening in, I would be curious about that one. I might send him a message after this one. So next week, I would hope to have be good to a know. U.S. answer for you. Uh, I also found some information that said uh, back in the day, the Japanese people had sort of an unwritten agreement with the police uh, called the Midnight Driving Club. Did you see about this at all? I've heard about it, yes, because of the very... I, I know about the Midnight Driving Club because of the... Uh, early 2000s video game, The Midnight Club. So, apparently, legend has it, or I don't know, (laughs) legend to me at least, there was a society of drivers uh, that had an unspoken rule with Japanese police officers, and uh, they had to be very good at driving to get in the club, Uh, so they are less dangerous than your average driver. They only drove after midnight, hence uh, the name. There's a lot less <laughs> people the on the streets at the time. So if you were going over 180 kilometers per hour and part of the midnight club, the police wouldn't pull you over. Um, seems like an urban also, legend to me. It does, but it also seems weirdly Japanese t- that like citizens and the cops just have like a handshake agreement. <laughs> Like, we promise to be good on our honor. And the cops go, all right. They said on their honor. I mean. We know they mean it. I guess so. Now, this was in the 80s, supposedly. I don't know if it extended through to whenever this Godforsaken movie came out. But um, a a fact or a statement by Han seemingly outrageous uh, has been verified by a couple different uh, sort of hearsay sources to be true. Um, and Sean should have been fucked another time, but again got away. Uh, he's like a dog that keeps get, keeps uh, getting away with being bad. <laughs> he's just going to keep doing it because he knows no punishment. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. The biggest punishment he's ever had in his life is he has to move. His mother has to move him. To Tokyo. To Tokyo. What a punishment, dude. Um, That's sick. That is sick. Please don't make me move and, somewhere that people go on vacation to. Oh, no. Yeah. A very sought-after travel destination. Yeah. Oh, don't make me go there. 
Um, <laughs> a city with an incredibly robust car scene. Why would I want to go there? Yeah, Say shoot. Sean. Oh, no. Oh, God. Not that. a place where I like a lot. Um, and then now, guard, it's time to go clubbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... We had a good amount... We did a good amount of clubbing in Miami. Um, but now we're getting to a weird Japanese club. A very and, uh, strange, yeah, a very strange club. Um, do you want to tell us, I guess, what feature makes it so strange, Stone? Well, they show By up. the way, sorry, They're- really quickly, it's like... I mean, the club's packed. No one goes to a club at eight uh, at night. It's like nighttime now. It has to be nighttime. <laughs> it's definitely like at least 10 o'clock at night or these people club at a really bizarre time. Also, what day of the week is it? Because yeah. he went to school the past two days. Is this a Wednesday? Or is he, is Sean he trying to... start school on a Wednesday, maybe? Or did he start school on a Wednesday and he told his dad on a Friday night at, I don't know, 8 o'clock, the lie that I'm staying after school for yeah. extracurriculars. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so, what makes the club unique, Stone? <laughs> they show up. There's hot boy cars. They're in an alleyway. They go in the door, and it looks like a bar, like a bar scene, mm-hmm. pretty hip bar scene. They're playing like some Japanese pop music. Quite a few people, people dancing. Are having, there's quite a few people dancing. There's some people <clears throat> sitting at tables. It kind of looks like you're mediocre bar mm-hmm. uh but this isn't this isn't what these two cool dudes showed up for no, so no, get, no. they go through another door at the back of the first uh, of all they bar. go through like a supply hallway they go through a very s- scary industrial like the back of the hallway yeah 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 um they pass uh, two girls making out next to some cleaning supplies. Yep. Progressive of this movie. Shout out sure. to the lesbians. Yep. Um, and then they keep walking, and then they go into another club, uh, again, with uh, more scantily clad women <laughs> and more risque music. Mm-hmm. So this is like Club 2.0. <laughs> They enter another secret club after walking down a hallway of cleaning supplies and, uh, like very cool, like old paint cans and shit. I mean, it's a weird hallway, and then they go into another second club. Um, and I say it's playing more risque music because <laughs> <laughs> the lines repeating when they walk in are just someone saying, "Hey, mommy, you sexy." <laughs> over and over. Hey, mommy, you sexy. Now, the girls in this room, uh, at least two of them, uh, rather like Sean. They are very into him immediately. But before that, uh, two of them take a liking to Han. Oh, yes. Han's very popular as well. <laughs> uh, so because- I don't know if it's just any guy that walks through the, the door to the secret. If you know where the secret club is, the girls like you. Or they like Han and anyone he brings with him, maybe. That's a good point, because they really like Han. He walks in, and immediately one girl comes up and hugs him Mm -hmm. and gives him a kiss on the cheek. Okay, they might be good friends. And (laughs) then another girl comes up and gives him an aggressive mouth kiss. Oh, yeah. Right on the mouth. Right, like, like... What, who is that? <laughs> Are they really good friends? Was he only 
acquaintances with the first girl, I think but like Twinkie, really tight with the second. I think Twinkie would describe them as Hans Tuesday and Wednesday. Maybe, man. Maybe. But um, also, <laughs> I watched the kiss, the weird mouth kiss, over and over. Yep. Because um, Han isn't into it. <laughs> No, it's I noticed that he's as well. He's kind yeah. of looking past her and like <laughs> yeah, he goes in for smooch number 2 and he gives it maybe 50%. He's found his next uh target already perhaps here. Yeah. Um hey guard, I know I've had multiple side notes, but another quick side note. <laughs> the guy that plays Han. Uh-huh. Uh uh name I don't remember right now. I'm looking it up. Uh Anyway. Did you see the new thing he's in? Uh, no. He is a uh, inquisitor oh, sure. that's hunting one Obi-Wan Kenobi in the new Kenobi series. He plays the fifth brother. Oh, cool. His name is Sung His name... Kong, maybe? Sung Kong? Um, so shout out to him, uh, Sung Kong. Sung Kang? I don't know how to pronounce it, but that's his name. <laughs> But he is in a Star War, and he's chasing down an Obi-Wan Kenobi, and he's really good in it, and it's really cool. Okay, well, great. Shout out to him. Um, after he does some <laughs> unenthusiastic mouth kissing. Uh, <laughs> so unenthusiastic. Sean is, it is really awkward and weird. Dude, um, think how many times he has to get uh, an unasked for kiss on the mouth when he enters this club to feel that nonchalant about it apparently he's quite a popular guy it's an it's an every night thing for him and he's just over it yes however sean is very (laughs) into the two ladies that approach him and then han delivers a hysterical line that's not meant to be funny in the way i found it funny for but it's very (laughs) funny because of how the actor portraying sean looks han says (laughs) careful ladies he's underage (laughs) he says hands off Careful, he's underage. <laughs> the dude is like dude, 35 just... years old. <laughs> he looks like an old man. I, he, I th- again, I think he's only in his early 20s, but we just saw him shirtless in like the scene before. The hairiest 18-year-old I've ever seen. Not even 18, he's underage. He's 17. The hairiest 17-year-old I've ever seen. Not only was he hairy with his shirt off, he's so hairy that you can see a puff of chest hair coming out of the crew call crew neck shirt he's wearing his shirt That's like more chest hair than i have it's <laughs> two inches away from his chest when he has a shirt on because the he has such abundant chest hair chest so hairy you can see it with the shirt on not only that i'm not and- saying the guy's like <laughs> ugly by any means or or anything about his appearance in that way i'm just saying no. he looks 35 the, yeah, he looks 35, and then they made a line, they spoke a line specifically saying this man is underage, when it's very clear he's not. If you put the, the like a screenshot from him in this movie at his current age with me, I would say 9 out of 10 people would say he's older than I am, and I am oh, like yeah. 5 years older than him, than the actor was when filming this. I mean, he looks in his 30s. He looks... Th- a hundred percent older than me, and I am near thirty. Um, and then, maybe that's just because I look like a teenager still. I mean, he that's looks older than both of us, and we're both he does. much closer to thirty um, than he was when in this movie. 
It, it's yeah, just so dude, funny to say careful he's underage and then you like you're like what is up <laughs> oh yeah he's supposed to be 17 even though he's an old like an older gentleman in this fucking movie the dude. scene we don't see is the two those two girls going up to han later and you're like are you fucking serious he looks 35 that's yeah. crazy man <laughs> he could co-star in james bond in a james bond movie and i'd be like yeah they're comparable <laughs> ages him and daniel radcliffe are um did you say Daniel Radcliffe and James Bond? Oh, not Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, what's his <laughs> name? Daniel Craig. Um, Piers Morgan. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah, these girls are all over him. They have to be swatted away like, uh, I don't know, a fly with a salt <laughs> gun? I don't know. Yeah, something uh, like that. Because they just swarm to Sean with like... <laughs> Thank you. He doesn't say a word. Ladies on him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if, like you said, it's because Han, any guy Han brings in, these ladies are ready to get after, or if these girls are just ready for anyone Anything. that shows up. I don't ready know. for a weirdly uh, aged person. And then guess who else is in this <laughs> super secret special second club? Oh yeah, somehow fucking another Twink high schooler. Yeah. <laughs> What's with the the club has a weird business model. It it just lets a bunch of high schoolers into the super cool exclusive club. Exclusive club full of sexy ladies and high school Wild. dudes. Um and high school dudes. And then uh Twinkie delivers some lines that I've written down verbatim. Guard, would you like me to just read through them and then you can maybe <laughs> give your insight yeah, because they're they're here. a lot. Yeah. Um so so this is Twinkie showing up to Sean with ladies around him. He shoes the ladies away and says, ladies, ladies, ladies. He takes Sean under his arm and says, Disneyland for grownups, huh? And then Sean oh, replies, weird. all these girls, man, they look like, before we get to finish that sentence, Twinkie says, what, models? Okay, and then Twinkie rattles Presume, off. I mean, Sean, uh, implying that Sean was going to say that, by the way. I guess, but he wasn't even close to saying the word models. No. Um, and we'll never know what uh, they look like. Um, and then Twinkie says, check it out. See, Tokyo is the fashion capital on this side of the planet, right? I... Now imagine you've been posing all day. Now that's hard work. Not only do you get tired, but on top of that, you want to have a little fun. But you can't because you don't even know anyone in town. Mm. Most of the guys around here, end of the five minutes. <laughs> That's a mind-blowing most... situation there. I, I have no idea what Twinkie's getting at. Um... What an absolute word salad of uh, exposition. Uh, he's saying a I whole bunch with like saying nothing at the same time. Someone gave the writer a note and they're like, said what we just said. They're like, hey, why are there so many women in this uh, backroom club with these <laughs> high school guys? Why would they ever continue going there night after night? So the writer was like, good point. We have to see explain. Tokyo is a world full of fashion and models. It just said the craziest shit he could think of to justify why there are models, apparently, in this backroom club. Well, Guard, um, last week's guessing game of what will come next, you guessed uh, he was calling his mom, but you were wrong. He was calling his dad. That's right. I was so close. 
Um, close, but no cigar. Mm. So would you like to try again uh, oh, and geez, finish geez. Twinkie's sentence? Most of the guys around here blank. What What is Twinkie saying? After he gives a whole spiel, Disneyland for grown-ups, models, fashion. I think it's going to be like a nice guy thing. Like Most of the girls... Around, most of the guys, most around, of the guys here. around here try to impress these girls, but me, I'm I play it cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's like saying how how badass and easy it is to pick up chicks if you just do this one secret or something. Yeah. So okay, I'm gonna try to decode this. Okay, so we're in the fashion capital. He makes that a point. Mm-hmm. We think these are models, mm-hmm. or at least he read Sean's mind. Um, <laughs> they get tired. Walking around and posing. That's hard work. Sure. So they want to have fun because they don't know anyone in town. Most of the guys around here, um, most of the guys around here, uh, I don't know because this is horribly written <laughs> and I can't even think up something. Most of the guys around here like most models of the guys around and here, I do too. <laughs> most of the guys around here know this secret club and it's where all the tired models go that are desperate and from out of town so maybe i can hook up with them and they will never know that i'm a teenager maybe yeah that's what Twinkie that's says. a good guess too we'll see uh which one of us wins these models this are from one. out of town and they just want some sweet loving even if it's from a teenager that looks 35 yeah surely one of our two things is the correct answer there <laughs> <laughs> okay Stone. i listen to it over and over and over again and uh it's an insane sentence, and I'm excited to hear. How oh, it I'm ends. I can't wait to see the conclusion of that one. I have no idea where he's going with that. But that is the end of the five minutes guard. Uh, we'll have to wait till next week to find out and see which one of us is right. And um, before we go, uh, do you have any other stuff you would like to share? Sure, I'll do a quick other stuff. Um. I watched Invincible. Finally, I got around to it, and, and it's really Ooh. good. It's awesome. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. That is a that's it's a, a good show. Rack. Um, I watched that show exclusively on camping trips in hammocks and while backpacking. Oh, nice! <laughs> what a weird way to watch it, but fun. Yeah. All right, um, Stone. What's your other stuff for me? My other stuff is uh, I planted my garden this weekend. I bought a hundred and fifty dollars worth of dirt and seeds. So, um. Check back in a month or so, and I'll either be pumped up talking about my vegetables or really mad because nothing grew. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Let's hope for the first one. Okay. There you have it, everyone. Uh, Thanks for joining us. And as always, be sure to let your dog sniff around on that walk. Uh, That's the best part of the walk for the dog. It's like reading a book for him. Yeah.